CHGO White Sox postgame show. Live from Studio A from the CHGO offices here in the West Loop of Chicago. Still not used to not having a presenting sponsor. I did win a lot of money, though, on DraftKings Sportsbook, and that's America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app today and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Alongside me is Herb Lawrence. Hello. You could follow him on Twitter at Eckernwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. No Vinny Duber tonight. He's on vacation. Um, I Mark, used, man. I used this joke on the pregame, Herb. I hope you don't sue me. Um, but uh, vacation, it's all he ever wanted. Um, this one this one is the one that we actually you know put to paper. This is, this is when we put pen to paper here. So yeah. uh, you know this is the, the one that's put out to the masses. Uh, so I just wanted to make sure that joke also got out there because we love, we love the Go-Go's. White Sox don't have the beat. No, they. Well, uh, well, my next joke was: uh, We're coming to you live after a White Sox win. No, no, no. I felt like if I just believed it enough, it would be true. Someone say they went head over heels and lost. Look at you. Yeah, um, about as far I go. But even then, in L.A. Oh, Greg does know all the buttons. Good job, Greg. Mm. Greg, do you have the? Do you know what the toilet one again was? You, would you like to hear? Yeah, that? we're gonna flush this lost, huh? Yeah, we're gonna flush this. Five four to the Dodgers in eleven. Eleven is the place on earth. Are we just naming Belinda Carlisle go-go songs? Yeah. I like the head over heels. What I was going to bring up, though, the L.A. organist was killing it. Uh, He played head over heels, but the Tears for Fears uh, song. Both their Um, best songs. Do you think that's their best song? No, both groups' best songs are both named head over heels. Oh. Hmm. Correct. No one can. No one can blame. No one I can. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that. With Shout's great. Everyone wants to rule the world's great, but Head Over Heels is the better best song. Um, I know some people at Pale Shelter. Whatever. Mm, I'm gonna go with Our Lips Are Sealed. That's. I, I think that's. I think that's a really solid song. Jane Wyland, Wyland wrote that one. Of course she did. Um, we're coming to you live after a White Sox loss, five to four in eleven. Um, Herb, let's start with the fun. Because this White Sox team was leading for nothing. Not only did they go back to back for the first time this year with Luis Robert and Ole Jimenez in the first, uh, but Jake Berger and Andrew Vaughn went back to back in the fourth with home runs. Then the sixth inning happened, and uh, the team that I was like, man, shit. After five innings, Dylan Cease is pitching perfectly. Mm-hmm. Haven't been any defensive mistakes just yet. That, oh, this was before the the the, the drop fly ball, yep. uh, and, and we're hitting home runs. This might be the first perfect game that they'll have. No sir, took the mask off. It's still the White Sox. I mean, like Literally, this is just horrendous. When you were thinking that, and I'm not throwing him under the bus because he's got a lot of grief today. Josh Nelson from Sox Machine said about the same thing. That man, the White Sox are looking good right mm-hmm. here. This is uh, gonna have White Sox fans thinking like this is doable every time. And then that grand slam by Chris Taylor happened like probably like three, four minutes after he tweeted that out. Literally. Um, yeah, Chris Taylor uh, went deep because our guy Dylan Cease had a pretty good game. Uh, it, was, it was Cy Cece in there. He threw 102 innings. But then in the sixth, Peralta singled to center. Uh, and after Will Smith singled to center to lead off the inning uh, with runners on first and second. Pedro Garfal decided to go to Reynaldo Lopez uh, with Miguel Vargas up. Vargas flied out for the second out. Then Outman singled to center to load up the bases, and then Chris Taylor homer to left center, making it a 4-4 game. Uh, did you like the decision to go away from Cease? Because he was dealing. 10-plus case for him tonight. 
I mean, I think he was nearing 100 pitches. I, he, was, he was struggling also uh, in the fifth and then finally got out of that uh, jam after his uh, catcher and third baseman didn't catch a ball that was in the air for seemed like years and then let that go foul, walked that hitter subsequently, and then Cease was a boss and just got the guys out and pitched over his players' mistakes. Then in the sixth inning, he got you know hit a little bit with two guys on right there. He it was a smart move by Pedro to go to the bullpen. Now the player he went to the bullpen for, I would have went more Groot Santos because you have more strikeouts there for Groot Santos than Raylo, or even Keenan Middleton. But I don't know if he was available today. I would have went with a better pitcher than Ronaldo Lopez because that's a high leverage situation. We've seen Ronaldo Lopez struggle this whole year in high leverage situations. I would have went with a better pitcher. Yeah, um, Fred's laughing, and a lot of people are laughing in the comments. Uh, four homers and C struck out 10, and they lose. Um, and, and, hey, they put themselves in a tough situation because Garrett Crochet is pitching in the 11th inning. Um, I don't know if that's always how they, they draw it up there because uh, they use right now the Lopez in uh, the 6th the, the inning, Kelly in the 7th, uh, Santos in the 8th, Graveman in the ninth, Bummer in the 10th, and then, uh, as you mentioned, no Middleton today likely. Uh, Stephen was throwing out the name Tanner Banks, uh, so it seemed like neither Tanner Banks or Garrett yeah. Crochet uh, for the 11th, and in the 10th inning it was uh, Aaron Bummer. Uh, just, just a weird game over. Uh, Overall, um, a lot of stuff to talk about. Maybe we just jump into the Pedro Grafal discussion, unless you want to go somewhere else. I mean, you said first inning back-to-back home runs, fourth inning back-to-back home runs. It. Seven innings after that. They didn't score a run after that. You can score runs after that, and they don't have to be on solo home runs. Mm -hmm. They can be something else. I love solo home runs. They're great because a home run for a White Sox is a rarity. But... You can, you know, the guys on second with no outs, well, in a single. But here's the he thing: can score that way too. How many? How many walks did the White Sox have tonight as a team? Uh, the batters. Uh, I don't recall a lot. Three. Not that great. Not that great. Um, eight hits. All right. So eleven base runners. Yes. How many walks did the Dodgers have? The good team. I would say more than that. So five. They had five more than the White Sox did. They had eight. Jeez, yeah. And they had nine hits, which is one more than the White Sox, which is a total of 17 base runners. And here's the thing. The White Sox hit four solo solo home runs, but the Dodgers got guys on base yep. and then hit a homer, which even though you hit four home runs, the Dodgers only hit one. They basically equal each other out because no one was on base for any of the White Sox homers. Um, so, again, it just kind of shows you uh, the approach at the plate. And even the you look at the Dodgers lineup. I mean, Jason Hayward's their cleanup hitter. Yeah. Like, you should have been able to put this team away with your bullpen, with this situation, with your ace on the mound. You should not have lost this game. Yeah, you shut down Freddie this- Freeman for the series, and then he only got a hit because it was either going to be caught by Luis Robert and the run's going to score anyways or just a garbage hit that he goes to center field. So you shut down their one of their best hitters, and then they have garbage people after him, and you still lose. Mm-hmm. Where your ace, one of your aces, deals in La La Land, late night, where a game and a series you should have had. Just so disappointing. But this is a constant theme for the team losing games. I think somebody snatched, uh, I think our guy Clark says, snatching defeat in the hands of and the jaws of victory and this is always what the White Sox do now you got to go to a Seattle team that's ready to play too 
not easy. This is not going to be easy. And luckily for the White Sox, Minnesota lost earlier, so they stay five and a half games back. Yeah. But ugh. Don't, like lose quicker too. Like we don't want to be here at twelve forty. <laughs> if you're gonna lose, lose quicker. Oh, lose no. at eleven twenty, so we can just do this show and then bounce. How, you, you mentioned uh, people need to like it for three free therapy, but how many people we got watching with us? We have uh, sixty people, sixty people live in the chat at near one in the morning after a loss. That's Last amazing. night you guys were up to. I mean, after a win, it was around a hundred yeah. at one yeah. in the morning. So. After. Awesome. Speaks to the passion. My man, Greg. Of you the look Chicago so White Sox fans. Fucking Fumbling tired. victory. No, I'm good. Into the hands of defeat. Am I wrong that Greg Braggs just looks absolutely tired? I'm look not at, tired look at, look from the time. I'm tired because I've been pulling heavy weight fighting Bears Twitter. I know White Sox Twitter is its own monster, but Bears Twitter... Is another beast. My man, take it. I can it, only t- imagine. Go take a nap. Um, <laughs> 10 games under 500 for the Sox. Five and a half games back uh, in the AL Central, uh, as you mentioned. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, defensive mistakes, uh, you were fuming over the dropped pop-up uh, that ended up going foul. Uh, Yasmani Grandal was basically waiting for Jake Berger to take it. No one did take it. And it hit the dirt. And then uh, Tim made a mistake, too. Are there a lot of defensive errors? I don't think he necessarily made a mistake. He got a slow chopper where he couldn't get out of his glove in time, and I think Rojas beat the throw out fast okay. enough. I don't recall him. I mean, he made a mistake at the plate where a ball is thrown right down the middle where he needed to get the runner advanced to third base, and he just stood there and watched strike three, a fastball right down the middle, go right past him. That was disappointing. Yeah, well, and then later in the game, and I think in the tenth inning, he did what he was supposed to do the inning before, where you get a productive out. But still, it's just the little things. As we talked about last night, the White Sox don't have enough to make mistakes and win games. They win on the margins. They win by the slimmest of margins, and so doing dumb things like that, where you're not executing the plays correctly. This is why you lose. This is why teams have breath. When it was 4 nothing, I was like, man, White Sox need to score some more runs. This game is not over at all. And we saw that quickly. Once your pitcher goes out, Dylan Cease goes out, you bring in Ray Lowe, of course he's going to give up a home run. Like when it, that ball went out, was anybody surprised? Was anybody like, oh, here we go again. Oh, I can't believe that happened. No, everybody's like, typical. Yeah, and hey, the guy hitting two eleven has ten homers. I mean, that'd be nice. Um, we do have a super chat here from Tom Paints. Uh, oh wow, I, I read that as one ninety nine. What twenty dollars super chat from Tom Paints? Thank you very much, Tom. Uh, shout out to you. Um, and Tom uh, does some some wonderful work. So make sure you check him out on Twitter. Um, yeah, no, I I, I, I got you. Uh, his message in posts. Uh, thanks for staying up late. He hates this team, and he said uh, too much dumb on this team. Uh, no consequences. Uh, let's. You guys are making Tom not paint White Sox anymore. Can you? Uh, hey, Greg. Since you know all the buttons, can you? Uh, can you hit the the Goose honk and a little bam, 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 bam for him. Uh, Steve, why don't you show him the, the, is it called a ham horn? The heck's a bam, 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 bam. DJ Airhorn. DJ Airhorn. Yeah, I, uh, ham horn, DJ Airhorn. You understand? If I ever say that, that's what, it's DJ Airhorn. <laughs> All right. Um, glad we got that off our chest. Uh, let's talk about the dumb on this team. And, yes. uh, I think he wears number five. Uh, just what was going on? I will get to the TA batting first in just a second, but 
I understand that you can't challenge if there is a foul tip, mm-hmm. but this man is a catcher. We've heard about his relationship with the pitchers and catchers and how he's been able to encourage, and Vinny wrote the piece getting uh, quotes from Kendall Graven and Reynaldo Lopez talking about how Pedro has inspired them, just saying, hey, you you are great, giving them the confidence. And when Yasmani Grandal's like, he fouled tipped that, he fouled tipped that, why is Pedro just looking around, waiting for someone to give him the challenge call? It's the 11th inning, my man. This is the difference of somebody striking out or uh, somebody or somebody walking or the a bat staying alive and yeah. you could possibly strike this guy out and not put a runner on first base. Why are you waiting for the he- just have the baseball smarts to challenge the play immediately? I, immediately, I, like, I mean, like literally got thrown out of the game yesterday because he got a play that he wanted to challenge way too late, and so it's the eleventh inning as you said, and it wasn't challengeable. We found that out later, but. What are you waiting for? It's the 11th. Are you holding it for the 14th, idiot? I don't like calling people names, but it's like, it's, yes, he's a rookie manager, but damn it. Understand, like all of us at home, me, you, Steven, maybe even Greg Braggs were saying. Tom Paints. Challenge that. If it can't be challenged, let them tell you it can't be challenged. But he's looking back to his his guy who's watching the replay and talking to the guy who's watching the replay. Just challenge the goddamn play it's so frustrating that this guy is not on his p's and q's he's not minding them he's not like smart enough to understand the situation that was in front of him and now we got the actual explanation of what can and cannot be reviewed uh guy steven got this for us uh while it happened Specified fair or foul ball calls calls involving a decision regarding whether a batted ball was foul are reviewable only on balls that first land at or beyond the set positions of the first or third base umpire. So basically, whether it's a single or not, or whether it's a fair or foul ball is what's reviewable, not foul tips. Um, so, I mean, hey, whatever. But, I mean, again, and we, got, we got frustrated in the pregame about Tim Anderson uh, and just still the the belief in Tim Anderson batting leadoff. And uh, you mentioned it a little bit, but he goes one for five tonight uh, with a single in the third with a K as well, uh, just staring at a fastball. And let, let's talk about the blind belief and if Tim Anderson should be uh, at the top of the order. Uh, let's go to the Pedro Grafal quote. Um, and this was posted by James Fegan uh, just about five days ago um, about Pedro uh, from Pedro Grafal on TA. And he said, we still have, what, 95 games or so. He leads off for us, so you're looking at another 380 to 400 at-bats. I don't know how he's going to end up. My money's on him, though. He works. It's not like he's laying back and sitting down, not doing anything, not trying to get better he works as hard as anybody I've been around and at the end of the year we'll have this conversation again it's just one of those I believe in the player I believe in a lot of these guys I know he's going to figure some things out and end up being the guy he's always been he's a model for consistency at the top of the order and he'll be that again um no he's not no he's not no he's not you saw that you're the manager right now Pedro Grafold you see him playing right now do you see the at-bats that he's taking? They're not good at-bats. If Tim is just running into bad luck, hitting balls on the on the screws and hitting them to the second baseman, shortstop, left fielder, you could say that. I'll be with you. But this man is hitting weak grounders to the left side, weak 
grounders to the right side, striking out looking on pitches right down the middle, striking or just taking the first pitch right down the middle. As Steven and I said last year, the scouting report is don't throw Tim fastballs on the first pitch. He's going to swing at him and he's going to hit him. This year, he's so passive. He is so terrible at the plate. For Pedro to have all this faith in him and believe in him, it is so frustrating because it's something that we he hasn't seen. He has not seen that as the manager of the White Sox that Tim is the model of consistency. He is the model of mediocrity. He is the model of being a bad hitter right now and sometimes a bad player overall. So I don't know why he thinks that Tim deserves to be at the top of the order. With the record the White Sox have now, 10 games under 500, you would think that he would say, okay, what's going wrong with my team? Let me look at the stats. Let me look at what's going on, on with our pitching staff. Let me look at what I'm doing as an individual. Okay, we're not scoring a lot of runs. Why is that? Maybe it's because our top guy is only getting on at 28% of the time. Where Hey, every, 29%. Oh, sorry. Give him that 1%. He's and trying to get 27 million. He and the guy behind him haven't hit a home run yet. Not one. So what are we doing, Pedro? I don't know if this is from up top and they somehow believe in him still, but every White Sox fan, every White Sox observer, people around the world will tell you that Tim does not deserve to play at the top of the order. He is not close to being the player he used to be. And until he is, he needs to drop down. And for Pedro to give him faith, what is this? His faith is not getting repaid. I don't care. He's going to give him 400 fucking more at bats. Sorry, guy. I, I cuss a lot because Tim sucks right now. And the White Sox suck. It was a guy. Sorry, this is the whiteboard. It was a guy. There was a guy in the. Hold on. There was a guy in the pregame or in the uh, comments saying, I like the show, gave it four stars, but Herb cusses too much. And I'm like, I watch this some bitching team every damn day. You wouldn't cuss? Come on now. Um, but you yeah. say some bitch like my, my grandpa used yeah. to say it. I like that. These teams suck. This team sucks. Tim sucks. And our manager, I thought, had uh, a head on his shoulder. No, I, I didn't. I am old. I'm 44. No, I didn't. I just got a little. How old are you? you know, he's younger than me. I'm going to be 38 this year. Thank you very um, much. But our manager. Old, old to me. On the clip that you play when the White Sox win, which is very few and far between, he says we're yeah, going to kick that. your ass at 7-10, right? How is he doing this? Well. By having a terrible hitter at the top of the order and then following that up with another terrible hitter. So there's, the inning's over. There's something I love that you said a pregame, and it, it made me think of something. Uh, Greg, there was a, a sound effect I sent you earlier. It was uh, it was something. Uh, you, you got it? Um, so you mentioned that Pedro Grafal, um is serious about success, and uh, that reminded me of this, uh, this lovely DeVry commercial, if you want to play it there, Greg. We're serious about success. We're serious about success. Play it again. I mean, this is what the White Sox are. We're serious about success. I mean, come on. I mean, Tim Anderson and Andrew Benatendi, they give you professional at-bats. They're models of consistency. And, I mean, they – have you seen the back of the baseball card? <laughs> I mean, these players, former first-round picks, high athletes – the, the intelligence is great, jumps off the page. 
they're bound to turn it around. Yeah. I mean, they've gotten here on their skill and their athleticism alone. I mean, baseball doesn't change. The game doesn't pass people by, Herb. People don't get old and exit their prime at all. People don't suffer injuries and go on the 10-day IL with back soreness ever. No. And, like, other teams see multi-million dollar contracts for Trey Turner. He starts the year off as the leadoff hitter for the Philadelphia Phillies. They see that's not working out. They change that because they understand that, yes, it's a long season, but there's no, uh, there's no reason to just run your head into the wall every fucking day to see, hey, let's see if he can do the shit he did a couple years ago. Why? You weren't here. You were on another team. How do you know he didn't work at that time? How do you know he was working the same as he worked back then? I don't care what you see in the cages or you talk to him or whatever. You see what's going on in the field. His production is bad. The process of his production is bad. Like he's not hitting balls and just doing and running to bad luck with Bob Ip. He's hitting balls with very low velocity. That means he's not seeing the ball well. That means he's getting the ball not on the barrel. So what are you seeing, Pedro? What are you looking at from the from the bench? Because well, all the rest of us see that this man's terrible. Yeah, and I think, too, you know, we don't talk much about the off-the-field issues, you know, not issues, but the yeah. off-the-field stuff, just because, again, you know, we're talking about the game, right? I mean, we, we don't know how this stuff affects players on a day-to-day basis, but when Tim this week goes out and, you know, addresses some of the off-the-field stuff, it seems like it is wearing on his mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems like an issue that he wanted to talk about and, and get off his chest for some reason or another. And for Pedro to support this guy is totally fine. Yes. Teammate. And, you know, I, I mean, the Tim didn't commit a crime, no. right? I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't care about, I'm not the, the moral police um, with, with well, that. I mean, answer to his wife and his kids. Right. Um, but for him to just be like, eh, he'll turn it around. Kind of crap. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like, truly, who are you crapping? It, it seems that he is beholden to Ander, uh, Anderson and Andrew Benatendi and, you know, those players because that's how he got the job. You know, I mean, Rick Hahn has always loved Andrew Benatendi. Mm-hmm. Guess who has the relationship with Andrew Benatendi? Pedro Grafal, right? I mean, did Matt Quattaro have the relationship with uh, Andrew Benatendi to, to bring him in? I, I'm not sure. Like, these are the people that are going to hopefully take the White Sox to the parade that Rick Hahn promised, right? All Pedro Grafal is trying to push this front office's agenda. And as we know, the front office are morons. Yes, I know they're you're serious like, about success. They're serious about success. I mean, as as you mentioned, we don't like to call people names, but we have enough data to look at them and say they're not serious about success, that they've been mired in mediocrity since he said that, and it's not changed. They don't know how to build a winning ball club. And if they did, they'd be listening to Pedro Grafal. And, you know, he's all frustrated with the quality of their at-bats, chasing pitches left and right. You get out walked, you lose the game. That's the true reason why they lost the game is because their quality of at-bats are not getting better. Tim Anderson isn't the model of consistency because his at-bats fucking suck. Yes. Period. I mean, just grounding balls into the dirt left and right. I think last month he had a, a, a his entire 
launch angle for the month was like negative one. He's straight in the dirt. And if he's not straight in the dirt, it's just looking at pitches. I, I, I don't understand Pedro. Like, Griffel. how is he looking at that? Like, are I don't there people get that are telling him, hey, man, Tim's doing this, that, and the other. And he's looking at that and like, well, he's working. I trust him. 300 plus at bats left in the season. So you're just going to let him run himself into the ground? Like, you got to just send him back to sixth or seventh or eighth. And if he's pissed about it, F it. Earn your way back up to the first spot. Stop pussyfooting with Tim Anderson. He's made his bed. And about the pivot interview, he made his bed up there too. So I'm not feeling sorry for Tim. You made your bed. You did the stuff off the field. And if you're feeling some type of way and it's affecting you mentally, that's on you. Get yourself some help, brother. But when you step into between those white lines, that shit is over. You well, need to perform. If you're going to be playing, performing. I don't care what's happening on the outside. Because you get paid to play baseball. And you get paid. I mean, if, it, if you have things that are not in your control, I get you. Hey, man, things happen to every one of us. But you put this You put this on your family. You put this on yourself. So you not performing, there's no excuses. I don't care if your baby mama's got drama. I don't care if everything else is, is happening. You need to perform, and your manager and your general manager needs to take that leadoff spot away from you until you earned it. And they just think, oh, he's just going to stay there because he's Tim Anderson. Exactly. That's he's trash. Got the pedigree. No, man. That is absolute trash. No, man. That's what won the World Series in 2005. You're off base, man. You're old. Um, you know, you talked about stepping in between those white lines as a, a judgment-free zone. You know where you could get your mind right in a judgment-free zone? Sunnyside Cannabis. Uh, the Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, yeah. The Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary. Is, I went there uh, yesterday. Uh, did you really? I mean, technically, I haven't gone to sleep, so it was today. But, yeah, okay. it was actually on Thursday. It got you. It's uh, Friday you, now. You went on the 15th, but today it's the 16th. Uh, Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary is a home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kind of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. Sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your summer, like Mindy's, Good News, Cresco, High Supply, Florocal, Wonder, Remedy. These are all brands that you could check out at Sunnyside. And their welcoming, knowledgeable, positive, confident bud tenders can help you make the best summer possible. Um, you also have some bright buys over there. And again, they can help you out every day. And through August, you can head to Sunnyside Shop or sunnyside.shop and use code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order, one use per customer. And that's not only for you new customers. Anyone can use our new code or our code. Yikes. Uh, pick up everything you need to elevate your summer must be 21 plus or an Illinois med card holder. Um, doing my best to read. It's, it's 108. I got it. <laughs> I forgot my, my phone is dead, oh, so I fine. probably can't do co- comment. But it's we'll not, it's, we, we, still got, we, we still got shady rays because what you need right now at 108 a.m. is sunglasses. Uh, take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. Shout out to the 108. The warmer <laughs> warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Uh, you know, if it's a, a 710 game, uh, especially now in late summer, you're going to need some Shady Rays. Uh, shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. They have durable frames and 
extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection program in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRace.com and use code CHGO for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself these shades. Rated five stars by Herb Lawrence. Damn right. 250,000 people is fine. But why listen to 250,000 people when you can listen to just one? That's Herb Lawrence. That's what Pedro listens to. Just one. The Herb Lawrence. Guy in the mirror. Guy in the mirror. Well, hey, Charlie, yeah, Char- Charlie Montoya is too busy playing as a bongo. I love Tim. Take me. I'm I'm really surprised that uh, the seventh inning stretch is not just Charlie Montoya stepping out into where they have the national anthem and him just playing his little bongos. I feel like if I was Brooks Boyer, that's what I'd be. I'd be booking for the, the seventh inning stretch. Um, man. Do you want to continue talking about this team? Not really. All right. Good night, folks. Um, let's go to Dylan Cease. Uh, he is a bright spot and I don't, I don't know if we should be, I think we should be blowing it up. Um, I don't think Dylan C should be a part of that because again, he has control until 2025. Um, and he was fantastic today. The main game plan that we thought and talked about in the pregame was locating on the outside edge. And he did that today. Um, used his four seam fastball mainly. I know Herb, you were uh, annoyed just because of how dominant the slider was in 2022. Um, four whiffs on 25 swings on his fastball, but he also got uh, six called strikes on that pitch, which set up that great, great slider. 12 whiffs on 21 swings, a whiff percentage of 57% on his slider. Also, four called strikes, a called strike plus whiff percentage of 41% for his slider. And his knuckle curve, he threw it 13 uh, times, a called strike whiff percentage of 38%. And on the day, 31 point, uh, 31% uh, called strike plus whiff percentage. MLB average is 29. So he had an above average start. And for a Dodgers team that doesn't swing outside of the zone, he got them to swing outside of the zone 38% of the time. So we can just say that Dylan Cease executed the game plan, did a great job, and his teammates let him know. 100%. Dylan Cease in L.A., the brightest lights, versus one of the best teams in baseball, got the job done. And that's a confidence builder. I think now he has multiple starts in a row where he's feeling a little bit like himself again because this year has not been – Typical Dylan Cease. Um, So I'm kind of happy and looking forward to his next start. I think it will be versus the Rangers, the next uh, series at home uh, that the White Sox will have. uh, They host the Rangers, I think, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of next week. So I'm looking forward to going against another top-notch team, another top-notch offense, and seeing what Dylan Cease can bring to the table because we talked in the pregame that Dylan Cease – also struggled early last year, but not to this level. And then he went on a nice long run of not giving up a lot of earned runs and striking out a lot of batters. So I'm looking forward to that part of the season where Dylan C starts taking over. If you pair that with what Lucas Giolito has been doing lately and Michael Kopech gets his stuff more consistent, I think the White Sox are cooking with gas, at least with the starting pitching, see if the hitters can actually you know join them. Yeah, um, I mean, the starting pitching is is definitely going to keep them afloat, but, I mean, we saw 
Clevenger leave the game. Uh, no structural damage is what we're hearing out of L.A. from uh, Daryl Van Scowen and, and Scott Merkin. Um, so it might just be a short IL stint for Clevenger. But do we have the picture for uh, the White Sox core? Uh, this is from Beef Loaf, uh, Mr. Delicious 13. You can follow him on Twitter. Um, but this kind of just shows uh, when people are, are signed to. Um, obviously, Grandal's up uh, and will be off the team after 2023. Vaughn will be your first baseman likely until 2026. T.A. is off the team after 2024 uh, unless they trade him or do not pick up his team option, which would be surprising in 2024. Yuan Moncada, who is at the 10-day IL, is signed until 2025. There is a team option in the year 2025, so he could be gone uh, by the year 2024 if they don't want to keep him around. Aloy is signed until 2024. Two team options for him, uh, which can keep him on the team until 2026. Same for Robert, but his team options don't start until 2026. They have two team options, which would keep him until 2027. Would be shocked if they didn't. So you can think that uh, Aloy and Robert will be on this team until 2026, along with Vaughn and Andrew Benatendi, who's signed for five years. Great signing. Yeah. Uh, and then Jake Berger, uh, who is their DH uh, and is signed uh, and on under team control for the next five years as well. Uh, Cease and Kopech are the two starters who will be here until 2025, but Giolito gone after this year. Lynn likely gone after this year uh, with the team option and Hendricks, although there is a team option in 2024. Um, it is possible, uh, we don't know, uh, that he could be dealing with a, a severe elbow injury. Uh, still waiting on more there. Uh, but just not, not a really inspiring core. And Luis Robert hit his 17th home run tonight. Jake Berger hit his 16th homer tonight. Andrew Vaughn hit a homer tonight. Aloy hit a homer tonight. I think there's hitters to build around Luis Robert here. If there's any trade value for Tim Anderson, I say just get rid of him. I, I get Ben Attendee can just middle and be the sixth and seventh and eighth and ninth hitter, whatever. He's he's fine. He could be I, leadoff I, hitter. I, I don't care. Ben he's... I, Hey, what? He's sure. Got, he's almost got a 340 on base. It's not great. Maybe, he's but much better than Tim. It's just. That's how bad Tim has been. That Andrew Benintendi's much better hitter than he is. Hey, he gets on base. Um, he, he actually walks and, and you know, can can make more contact and can at least slap one to, to left field where it just seems like Tim's lost that ability to slap one to, to right field. But, I, I mean, looking at that core again, I mean, we, I know we've talked about selling and I, I just, why keep Giolito around? Again, like. He's gone after this year. Try try to get something to help Robert and Aloy and Vaughn and Benintendi for 2026 and 2027 because this team just sucks. Yeah. I mean, 10 games under 500. And I hear people, like you just said, like Tim, trade him. Yohan, trade him. The problem is you're not going to get anything for these guys. You're not going to be getting. I, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not saying tra- trade Yohan, but Tim. I mean, you, not maybe not maximum value, but I mean, he, you could still get something for Tim Anderson. You're trading them. It's not pennies on the dollar, but you know, fifty cents on the dollar. I don't like that. Um, but yeah, I would entertain trading people like Jake Berger. I know people are like oh, Jake Berger, five years of control. He's this guy, this guy, that guy. Is he? As I said before, I don't want to trade Jake Berger. He's a good hitter, good guy, good family, all that good stuff. But I've seen this movie before. I've seen Carlos Quinton before. I've seen the guy who did the play-by-play or did the color today on TV, Gordon Beckham before. I've seen Avisel Garcia before. And I definitely have seen Daniel Palka before. Boy. All those guys have had hot-ass streaks and were great. Josh Fields put another guy in there. I've seen this movie before. What if it happens if he falls off the table 
in the second half or next year, you have a high trade value for the guy right now. If you're talking about trading and retooling on the fly, who gives you the best thing? Giolito, who's a walking walking this year, and it'd be a two-month rental for whoever picks him up. Jake Berger, you got to think about that. I don't necessarily think you give up Dylan Cease because you've seen him at the top, and he's pretty much been uh, you've seen flashes of him being brilliant and an ace pitcher. But, like, you're not going to trade Tim because what are you getting back from him? But, but, and like what are you getting back from, from Yohan Mankata? Like, I trade from you're getting high ceiling people or people that other teams, like, man, that Jake Berger on our team is this, that, and the other. And then you can get a high prospect back from him. No one is taking on Yohan Mankata. We don't no. have to talk about Yohan Mankata being traded. He is damaged and broken goods. Yeah. Um, but trading Giolito, if you're going to do it, why not just also trade Tim Anderson? It, it, because, again, like, it's it's 1 plus 75, right? I mean, or, or you know, it's, you know, three quarters, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, a, a dollar and three quarters. Like, I mean, you're getting something. I mean, again, what this White Sox team needs is the bodies to just last in the AL Central. That's what we've seen is you just need the ability to cycle in pitchers and just keep the ability to put your team in the position to win. I mean, again, they're five and a half games back of the AL Central. All they have to do is get hot or maybe all they have to do is just sustain this 18 game stretch that I think they're now what nine games in two, um, six games into they just play the Yankees. Yeah, they played the Yankees last week. But no, it was Yankees, Marlins, and Dodgers. So the last nine. So they're, you know, halfway through this 18 game stretch um, of playing teams that are above 500. Like, and they're I, under 500 versus those teams. Yeah, right. So it's just like, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I would entertain. Like, I, also, like, is Tim Anderson going to be worth anything next year at all? No. Like, I mean, then at that point, I mean, he he just might, it, it might be in Yohan Moncada territory. So, I mean, I mean Timmy getting can, 75 cents might be all right. Can rebuild his trade value as I tried to trade off Aloy Jimenez last offseason. Rick and them weren't, weren't uh, listening. Like, he was a great hitter in the second half, but we know Aloy Jimenez is going to get hurt. This is the things that... Um, Rick Hahn and other general managers, even the Bulls general manager back in the day, Gar Foreman and John Paxson, just holding on to the core people that they got and believing them for too long. And then when it's very obvious that this team is not going to go anywhere with the core players, now all that value is gone. All those players' value is gone. So you can't trade Luol Deng for Kobe Bryant, so to speak. You can't trade Aloy Jimenez for a, a big premium bat or a young premium bat that is actually on the field at all times. I would love for Tim to get traded to another team. Firstly, just to get out of this atmosphere, get away from everything and the negativity. You go to somewhere else and maybe you become the player that you're supposed to be. But I don't know if the White Sox get anything that they can actually use on this team for this year Back from T.A. Miles, you package him with G with Giolito. You package him with uh, Kendall Graveman, Joe Kelly, etc. Maybe you get a little bit better uh, value back because you got a player that they can use and they actually covet. T.A., he can't hit. Fielding's been terrible. Who's looking for him? Who's checking for him? Is that Dodgers team checking for him? No, I, I would take Rojas over him. What? 
Oh, we got five minutes left. Oh, we got okay. Green, I, I, I thought you were you were saying you take you take uh, a Tim Anderson. You don't want Tim Anderson. All right. Well, Steve we'll, wants to sleep. We'll take a break and uh, let Steven go take a nap. Uh, I just got to get the first part of that thing because my phone's dead. Oh boy. You, you, should I just be the both readers? No, I could just oh, read. Okay. The first. All right, I know the second part. There you go. All right. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I thought you could. You good? Oh, no, no. Just just take it. You, you got it in your hand. All right. The Comet Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the community they serve. No way. Yeah. Helping manage energy costs, energy usage, and lower energy bills now and into the future, Sean. Yeah. Comet offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across the territory. ComEd also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy oppor- saving opportunities like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. Uh, Sean, how does that work? And by the way, the territory is only here in Chicago land area, not in Indiana. No. No, no one likes the Indiana energy. It's I, terrible I, out there. I, I do think it bleeds a little bit into no, the kidding. region. I might be wrong. Um, <laughs> that was only for Greg Braggs. <laughs> you might want to check your sources. That's only for Greg Braggs, Jr. Your mic is going to get muted. Okay. Uh, an authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. And these can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they could start working on immediately, and each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost saving, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. If you don't own, or if you don't own a business, wait. If you if you don't own a business, wait. Uh, if you oh, own a business, no. don't wait. Uh, get started saving money and energy today. For energy saving wait. tips, lighting incentives, or to f- schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash powering biz. Sean, did you just say comed.com slash powering biz? Yes. Schedule it today. Uh, this lovely Tim Anderson bobblehead, although we just have slandered him for the past 15 minutes. Not really slandered. Uh, it's all good. And that lovely... Vinnie Duber bobblehead there. were donated from FOCO. Um, so go show them some love at FOCO.com, F-O-C-O.com, or click the link in the description below. And for all non-presale items, you can use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. Get fitted in the best sports gear around over at FOCO. They got hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. And since it's baseball and spring, they have Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need for a game. Socks are in town on Monday. Tuesday and Wednesday. So get an Aloha shirt and head out to the game. Uh, Foco.com, F-O-C-O.com, or click the link in the description below. All that pre-sale items, use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. All right, let's uh, rapid fire uh, since we have uh, very little time uh, to do yeah, this like, and, and nah. to talk about this. Um, I think the only other graphics we have uh, are the, the, uh, the attendance thing. Oh, we got the king of the game. Luis Robert, your king of the game. He has hit his 17th home run. Uh Oh, we get a little horn. Uh, one for four with a walk, a homer, and an RBI. Herb, you said 992 OPS was uh, it was ain't sh- ain't shit. I think was the the, the exact words. Literally, to quote what I said yesterday. Yes. Um, good, good at bat. I guess he swung at a ball in the dirt early, and then adjusted to a 02 slider that was low in the zone. It's a good piece of hitting for his home run. Luis Roberts is growing up. In front of our eyes. He's mm. all grown up. Isn't it amazing? Uh, we brought out the Pantera chain in the uh, Irish mug uh, just because you always said you were going to wear it when he hits a homer. But uh, I mean, you know. when I pick him as the 
pick to click, and he oh. actually wins. That's why I'll wear it. It's never happened. So the click to picks, who who who'd you have? I had the Mr. Gavin Sheets, and I took Burger. You took Burger. You won. Boom. That's a win. Winner, winner. Chicken dinner. Uh, I think we should get Jake Burger in the home run derby. How about uh, you? I think he should be an All Star and in the home and the uh, uh, home run derby. Out of every White Sox, I think he has the best opportunity to get into the All Star game. Because Lucas Giolito, while good, all the starting pitchers in the American League are a little bit better. Well, not all of them, but uh, there's enough. And then Luis Robert has to go against Mike Trout, who's not having a good year, but he'll get voted in. And then he's not having a good year. He's hitting like an 800 OPS. Um, and then there's other center fielders in front of Luis Robert. I don't even think he's in the top like 20 of outfielders voting right now for um, MLB. So pick it up, White Sox, man. So... We've seen Jake Berger keep on doing these home runs and in L.A. and on national TV in New York. People are going to take notice. He hits a bunch of home runs. He wants to participate in the home run derby. I think he's going to be in both. I hope he's at least in the home run derby. Uh, if you look at fan graphs and sort by players uh, with 100 uh, plate appear- or minimum of 100 plate appearances, uh, he has the second highest ISO just behind Christopher Morrell uh, at 350. Uh, Morrell's Morell- at 379. Uh, and James Fegan continuing reporting uh, on the White Sox beat, uh, even though right now uh, he- he's still awaiting a home and hopefully he finds one very soon. Uh, shout out to James Fegan. Jake Berger said Sunday it would be, quote, a dream come true, end quote, to be in the home run derby and he has long hoped to have his dad pitch for him uh also didn't think it would hurt his swing quote i don't feel like i have to manipulate my swing to hit home runs in bp uh end quote he definitely doesn't have to manipulate a swing to do it in games because he just keeps doing it uh four homers uh in his last five road games his last four homers have been on the road so let's go jake Berger. who said that uh, uh baseballs aren't different uh, uh at home and on the road it's just it's just a white little ball uh final thing here is a, a little attendance talk because we love the white Sox. i'm not bitter i love this damn team so much 122 uh years of this beautiful team being in existence and they've had 11 playoff appearances did you say bad? Bad. Oh, yeah, bad, bad, bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, Rob Manfred spoke today, unfortunately, and uh, Eric Fisher uh, had a quote uh, that Rob Manfred said, uh, MLB projects attendance lift of 6 to 8% this season. And John Bre- Greenberg of uh, The Athletic uh, said, most teams are showing either gains or modest declines. And then there are the White Sox uh, that are down uh, a lot. Uh, 46%. Per thousand fans per game, yes, or four four thousand six hundred, not forty six thousand because that'd be terrible. Four thousand six hundred per game, uh, and on the year, uh, one hundred fifty six thousand. Uh, I guess uh, compared to the year date, year, yeah, just just brutal. Uh, nearly one hundred fifty thousand uh, so far, uh, just in 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 twenty twenty one to twenty twenty three. Yeah, I'm, I mean that seriously. Good job. Not no, those games. I, I mean we we had the billboard going around for uh, sell the team, Jerry. Um, I, I saw a comment about us, um, uh, and on one of our videos and it was talking about us being haters. Um, one of them also was from baked beans. He said, uh, Herb and Sean are the literal demon and angel on my shoulder, convincing why I should stay with this team or not. I'm not sure who is the devil, who is the angel. Uh, but then MJ said, from 2021 to 2022, every decision Tony was uh, made was microscopically analyzed, and pundits kept calling for his head after every mistake. Now, all of a sudden, it's not the manager's fault. If there are 10 games over instead of 10 games under, the media would have absolutely credited Grafal. CHGO just doesn't want to admit their anti-Tony bias last year was cringe in hindsight. Uh, dude, I hate Tony Larissa. 
I hate Jerry Reinsdorf. I hate Rick Hahn. I hate Kenny Williams. I hate everyone in that damn front office. And all Tony LaRusso was a symbol of is Jerry Reinsdorf. Yeah. So, of course, I'm going to hate him. I had an anti-Tony LaRusso bias. Hell, yes, I did. And I wanted Pedro Grifol, uh to have a clean slate, to not be judged. Uh, and all he is is Rick Hahn's guy. So, both of them make me sick. Uh, managers don't matter unless they're hired by clowns. <laughs> And that's what the White Sox are run by. Yeah, hey, Greg, do we have a clown horn sound effect? Well, we should. Flush it. Yeah, I. Uh, it's good to have Jerry Reinsdorf and his uh, grandkids on the internets watching CHGO. Hello, Jerry. Um, yeah. no, that's perfect. We are haters. We are <laughs> haters of bad baseball. And these White Sox don't deserve anything. Don't deserve any type of uh, praise. So, if you think we're haters, we'll take that. Yeah, oh, I, I love Hayden. Hayden's my day job. Uh, play that damn clown noise again. That was the funniest shit in the world. White Sox lose. Five four. Sounds like a little door stops. We'll see. Uh, Sunday maybe. Oh, it, it was for the Roman read. Yeah. Uh, Row.co. See. All White Sox fans need Roman because the last thing that is going to make you engaged, um, maybe uh, enticed, uh, lustful is White Sox baseball. Get you up. Uh, yeah. Ugh, it's like a fire alarm. It's just the easiest thing to just absolutely kill the mood. Uh, Herb Lawrence. You can follow him on Twitter at Actorball23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Thank you to Greg Braggs Jr. for being such a brave little boy staying up his Past his bedtime. And then he's got to drive back to Indiana, and then he's got to come back to this great city and watch the Cubs lose tomorrow. Mercy. Yeah. That's tough. Mercy. God bless you. In the cold of uh, Wrigley Field. And, and shout out to Stephen Nicholas for teaching Greg Braggs the ropes, showing him the ropes. Uh, and we appreciate everyone for hanging out with us. At 1.30 a.m., we got 27 likes. Who's 27? Mark T. Yeah, shout out to the to the chat. Um, 75 Alito. people still watching. Oh, Lucas Giolito. 75 people still watching the show live. We appreciate all you guys. Hit the like button on your way out. Hit that like button on your way out. Listen to Greg Braggs Jr. And we appreciate everyone for hanging Lordy. with us. Hit that subscribe button and we will see you on Sunday to wrap up the next series against the Mariners. It was a struggle to find that one out. We'll talk to you then. Bye. We're serious about success. <laughs>